Peter said unto him, no, no. <laughs> Oh, to lay bare, like bare naked next to someone. And so if I start using my tools on other people, they end up being weapons. Got it. Hey! Um, I have to say, it's pretty cool that you've mastered um, the art of disappearing and reappearing and stuff like that. That's really... Thank you. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like the, yeah, with my way... background. Yeah, it looks like it was so fucking cool. It looks like you're literally like out of existence and back in. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's what I like. Because, yeah, I feel like, weirdly enough, in my experience in the last year, that's exactly what I kind of have done. And I've noticed how how the feeling of that, like those waves of, of what it feels like to disappear and to reappear. And, like, we, it happens sometimes, too, and we just don't notice it all the time. It happens all the time mm -hmm. as humans. I'm a huge, uh, a huge person about those types of things. Yeah, and right? invisible shape-shifting all those things yeah like how and this is so weird though like have you ever in your life um had someone say to you like oh you scared the shit out of me and you thought to yourself i've been here the whole time how did you not see me <laughs> yeah. um that and like just recognizing because you're also well, usually if someone doesn't see you you also don't notice that you're invisible but there's like mm. Yeah. yeah, totally, and and also like I I very actively use it just to um to get through situations essentially when I don't want to be seen or heard or felt or understood uh, and just like oh I'd rather not be a thing that you even have a reference on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd rather just be the wind, just be the wind. It's fine, but yeah, so everything's um kind of ready to come up from what I've experienced in the last year as well, and so through all of that, it's also been um like kind of heavy because there's parts of me where I'm like oh no this is kind of wrapped in trauma and then I can flip it and be like well actually does it have to be like yeah that was a shitty thing and there were some shitty parts of it but ultimately there's some cool groovy parts as well that you can now like take and look at science with you know I'm like damn it's kind of cool. Yeah, well, I think the trauma situation is a very interesting one because um, people are traumatized daily um, it lives in our bones. There's trauma from the minute we were born. I think that might even be what they were trying to say original sin was. Um, they just fucked up. <laughs> but I think original sin is just uh, our own conditions and complexes that we're built with. Um, and all that stuff. Um, and at the same time, the idea of telling people, you can just heal trauma like this, not a good idea to say to another person. It might happen internally, it might happen very quickly, um, but not a good thing to say to another person. Um, and at the same time, and a person understanding their own trauma and healing from it often is what leads to like the actual best parts of our, our lives' personalities. So it's somehow all those things at once. <laughs> it's a very personal thing. That's where like certain aspects of how I healed my own like self with Crohn's disease in three months like I was perplexed when he like when the doctor was like you don't have Crohn's disease I'm like told you I mean I I told you but still like there's a part of me that's like what the fuck um, <laughs> great but mainly like the the stuff that like you know the trauma or whatever it wasn't trauma it was like consciously moving into a different perspective of like for me it wasn't trauma but to someone else it could be like wow you put your body through quite trauma and it was like I didn't sleep for like three like three months straight like there was a whole bunch of messy things involved but what's interesting is that those tools and, and such 
got messy when I assumed I could influence another or like save another because I saved myself and that's where it got all fucking messy and, and fucked up right and because I don't have that right and it won't work for anyone else because it's meant to work for just me and so if I start using my tools on other people they end up being weapons it's one of the reasons that say not to yeah well, that's what, I love that quote holy fuck that's like a quotable quote right there okay. <laughs> <laughs> That is, and then at the same time, someone might ask you and they say, hey, I need some help. And then you can give them a tool. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's like, fuck, that line is thin. And like Iceman. It's very possible to think that you're in one of those modes when you're actually in the other mode too. So it's supposed to be hard. Like again, if something was like that easy, like if you were just like, miracle, miracle, miracle. Like, I just think that that's almost like the lazy way out. And likely that's what people were trying to get again from religion and stuff is these miracles. Cause honestly, it's like, again, it's a lazy way out. Like it's- Yeah, yeah it's, and simplifying, right? But that's one of the tools that I use. So like, for instance, when it's a simple way out, it's true. That's the thing, exactly. I, I yeah. man, I have all kinds of crazy magic experiences where things um, change completely, like completely 180 degrees, like in a moment, matter of seconds. Like but the thing is to then go preach that is a disservice, as you said. So it's like, yeah. wow, what a what a fucking world, hey? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, revelation um, yeah. is the word of this wordy Wednesday. And what we're talking about is that what I enjoy watching you do is reveal your thoughts and reveal your process online. Um, and again, I don't find that you come at these situations with, um, you know, with intent to manipulate or intent to um, create another person's experience. You're literally revealing your own internal revelation. Like obviously something is revealed inside of you and then you're typing that out and posting it. Really appreciate that. Um, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I, I think it's a fucking, it's a pretty cool word. And the implication uh, is something that I see you doing quite regularly. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Because that's exactly kind of, as soon as that, you said that word, I was like, damn, what does that mean? <laughs> and I had to do like a Google search, like with all the kind of, I do it so often, it's great. But what I usually do is go right down to the bottom of Google. And what it gives me is the actual like original Latin word or Greek word or the word where it's kind of come from. And so I'm gonna write revelation, revelation, fine, into Google. And we'll just do that right now because I wanna actually say, say what it is, you know? And what it's defined here as like the making known of something that was previously secret or unknown, um, a surprising or previously unknown fact that's been disclosed to others, you know, or then we get into the divine and supernatural disclosure to humans of something relating to human existence. That's interesting. Um, mm, I mean, the unknown or secret is interesting because secret yeah. is a level of... Um, intense, like the idea is we're trying to keep a secret and something unknown could be something that we didn't even know to begin with. In other words, it could come out of nowhere. Yeah, so we didn't I know we were keeping a secret. <laughs> Until it kind of comes out and you're like, oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, this is so interesting. So it says the origin comes from late Latin, meaning to lay bare. And then as soon as I read that, I just like, just... Totally, everything made sense because that made these revelations that you're saying—they're me recognizing and laying my my 
honest, true perspective. You know, and does that, that does lay bare in this scenario mean taking off your armor? I I assume so. So let's do another Google search here and type in lay bare um, and define and see what's kind of come up. It says to reveal or uncover private informations or feelings. So essentially, yeah, whether that is metaphysical and emotional, whether that it means to lay bare your, your truth, you know, your true perspective, your true feelings on something, or whether that is to lay bare arms. And if you're wearing arms, like an armored suit, then that's when that would kind of come off. You can just think of one more uh, version of lay bare. Lay bare, like to have sex with a big uh, burly man. <laughs> to lay bare. Look, I might be wrong. I'm just saying that I feel like that might be a, a, a hot, hot third um, definition. Yeah, cool. Fuck, there could be many. And this is part of the Whitey Wednesday is that I love going where that kind of is. Like lay bare to me means to... And, and ironically, the first thought when I read that, I was like, oh, to lay bare, like bare naked next to someone. Aww. Because bah, you literally, and me, I love puns, man. So like laying, literally laying down. Um, and then like naked, you, you're bearing your all. Like you can't really hide in that situation. You can't pretend to be this particular, you know, character that sometimes we, we have with clothes we're so attached to it <laughs> yeah, i mean I, yeah, especially if people like are like very in that mindset then um i'd say that being naked is probably very vulnerable and probably likely why people had the lights off whenever they were naked for thousands of years or whatever hundreds of years or whatever it was um as well that's it and that's probably why i want to say at times it may feel easier for a little white lie or whatever, you know, and we don't realize because at the time it may seem like the best option, but we've not yet realized that we don't have that control. And, you know, we may, like, I'm just gonna use a great example from my own life here, but there was a discussion with two of my friends about something and they just automatically assumed this one thing was mine without actually having any communication to me whatsoever. And they assessed that because of what I was going through, it was probably just easier to not say anything to me. But then it became an issue because if you don't say any, if you don't say truth and truth can be another tool here, <laughs> what do we do with tools that we don't use and we've never used and we choose to not use, but we're kind of pissed off about the fact that this thing happens. It tends to boil and become a weapon and then we use it. And so what happened is weeks went on with no communication and then this particular statement came up as a weapon towards me. And I had no idea about what was going on. So I was like, what the, wait a minute, why didn't you guys talk to me? <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> what's going on? And they were like, you were going through a lot. So making that decision for me around- You were going through, so I just thought I'd make it worse later. Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody actually thinks that way, but that's no, a No, that's like funny, totally a thing. A funny way to you know, but it's a great example of how in the moment truth can feel intense. You know, you're going a lot, um, but later you're going to go through a lot more because I'm not going to tell you what. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So, being aware of this is also really prominent for me. Like, I like to be able to be aware of it in my own life so that I can lay bare 
the truth as it is in that moment, you know, because later on it, I tend to learn that it does end up being really solid, really intense, turns into a lot of different things. So using the revelation of truth or laying bare, that's like what I get from it. It's like bare truth. <laughs> you bare your all, whoever you are, you know? Love that. I love that. It could be used for language as well as um, physical and emotional and spiritual. Yeah, the idea nice. of re revealing oneself. Um, yeah, in a positive sense, obviously, would be to reveal the things that one's experienced that maybe they're keeping hidden in secret from others as well, because sometimes it's hard to um, to bring up those things. Yeah, yeah, to, to reveal. That's beautiful. To reveal that. And you, yeah, you really picked that up, hey. <laughs> with the revelation, you know, to reveal um, this aspect. So that's actually another word too that could be really interesting to dive into um, in this Wordy Wednesday. Man, I love Wordy Wednesdays because they just end up blowing my mind. If it's not the actual word, it's like words that trail off into like different stories. I'm going to do reveal because this song, that's, yeah, it's, part of it oh wow it means to again veil i was gonna veil of course this came reveil 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 <laughs> so that's something that how does that land for you well it almost seems backwards because to re is to redo something so the idea of veiling something again but that doesn't make much sense so that's where i got lost well, that, ironically, you don't have to be too lost because so is the rest of us and so is Google because that's exactly where the word reveal came from. Again, veil. Unveil, I suppose, would make more sense in the actual intention that we're using then to unveil because we're talking about truth and revealing truth. Yeah. Um, but in, in that context, to reveal would actually be to make a new <laughs> thing yeah. that we unveil later so i don't know <laughs> yeah, i think reveal too or like this idea of again veil like you were saying that the re part of it is the fact that if you were to uncover there is this uh feeling of stopping so once you uncover something you have to cover it back up again in order to uncover it but if you do something like truth Truth doesn't need to be squashed in order to be what it is, you know? Like truth is truth irregardless of where it is. It doesn't need to be covered or uncovered. Yeah, well, and again, that- Honesty. True, so even, even unveiling wouldn't make sense because there'd be nothing to- To, to veil, because it doesn't really have any veiling in and of itself. Well, I think we ourselves into a into a hole here, unfortunately. <laughs> That's actually really beautiful because I flipped it. When we're stuck in a hole, the best thing you can probably do is flip upside down and realize that you can walk your way out. Use gravity to go the other way. It's perfect. <laughs> All you're gonna do is just walk on the ceiling and be like, "Look, there's a way out." <laughs> All done it. All done it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we can flip that and still use the word. Like, it's not. This is also where I dig myself into holes with Wordy Wednesdays because I'm like, "Oh no, I don't like. I don't agree with that. That doesn't make sense to me. I can't use it anymore." You know. <laughs> But People have been using the word reveal and revelation for a long time in a really good way and also in a negative way because all the, um, um, like a lot of the, 
the Christian Christianity version of Revelation. Um, but then maybe actually the intention of Revelation in the Bible was a really fucking cool thing and a, and a really nice thing. So who knows? Maybe it was used in that exact same way, right? Because it comes from this idea of this is why looking up the etymology of the word is really beautiful because it, I can see where it comes from in the Latin um, language and, and when they were definitely still carrying on from from that experience of, of Jesus and the revelations and whatever was going on back then in history but what's cool is the language is still I guess taken and every couple of centuries I'm sure it's like revised like this is the new language <laughs> because people are going to be using YOLO in the Bible in 150 years let's be real um, but... and then Peter said unto him <laughs> that's exactly it <laughs> and I think that's kind of the fun part about language not so much being nervous or scared to like sit in what you found but rather use it as a really nice looking glass to understand for whenever you use the word in the future again you totally and um i was just thinking it'd be funny if in thousands of years let's say humanity does die off here because of all the climatey things or something um and then uh the only thing that survived for some for some reason is the book of scientology oh good. And by the time they the people catch it, they're just like, this is obviously the truth. And then for like thousands of years, like people like are pushing through just with Scientology. I think that'd be really funny for some reason. That's super <laughs> funny. And you know what's really interesting too is that I've never had an avenue to speak about this, but I feel like you've just given me the I'm perfect opening and I'm going to take it, baby. Such a weird correlation and combination. I can't speak like you know, in particular instances or whatever. But it was definitely weird to me when I read like L. Ron Hubbard's full documentary at 17, because uh, whatever it was, bio um, is the re reading version. Yeah. I then later in life witnessed a lot of these different experiences of um, alien spirituality type channel concepts. And I was like, wait a minute, this feels oddly familiar. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's nice to actually be able to bring it up and be like, talk about it and be like, oh man. Yeah, well, like I'm actually psychically picking up what you're putting down. There's actually things that if the words, like the names of the beings and stuff were all changed around, there's stuff that was actually kind of true in what he was writing, you know? Like I feel like I, I've seen people fucking be hijacked by alien type things. Um, I myself have had things that felt like um, malevolent as well as benevolent um, tinkering um, from beings and that sort of stuff and that in Scientology the whole thing is the idea of just neutralizing essentially traumas um, so that we're able to be like more present I guess you could say and less pulled around by the emotional pulls they just call them thetans so yeah. there is yeah, there's so, so many too. correlations and I just I love respecting all of them and being like fuck this world is so colorful like my really beautiful you know I if I put up a video my colorful amazing nails I said to the woman I was like make me into a rainbow <laughs> and she's like neon or glittery and I was like neon so ironically the process laid down by Scientology actually could work quite well the only issue is like any um, cult like spaces they often require high levels of money investment and you to reveal all of your darkest secrets so that they have a little catalog book somewhere and that's like oh darn it. this darn is it. our weapon book <laughs> 
Exactly. So I feel like that's uh, that's a funny thing. Yeah, if the, if the actual just the practice without the mythology, without the predatory structure, with all those things, the practice itself is probably pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, hey, right? As most of it is. Like, this is where I was experimenting with a whole bunch of, like, a lot of my revelations actually are landing now really well, where in the past, like, say, like, 15 years ago, not going through any of experiences that I have, not making my own decisions and running after spirituality or any of those types of things. But there was definitely that like weird aspect of, all right, I can make these, make these revelations and, and stuff. But there was always that kind of fear of like, don't say this about the person. Someone's going to think you of this and blah, 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 blah. And it's always kind of been there. But what's started to weirdly happen is I've got a feedback loop happening now. So I don't know if you've heard of biofeedback, right? It's where you've got a kind of okay handle on understanding what it feels like in the left side of the brain working in coherence and then the right side of the brain working in coherence and you yourself understand that concept and so you use the idea of electronics to create a feedback loop so that your emotional and your logic are always kind of connected to each other and feeding off each other so that there's no real space for anything else to enter essentially or if something does you notice because you've done so much of those loops yourself like the hydron collider that you can just kind of pick it up okay. and move you oh, know wow, that's super, super cool it's really cool and it's based on the biomechanics of the body it's based on bioelectric like energy and it's you can witness it happen and you can also feel it in the body which is why like with my spaceship I'm like this is so cool because we're learning biofeedback but I can't like teach anyone what their biofeedback is going to be like I said you know but these awareness 15 years ago I didn't have that awareness in revelations my revelations now are like honest truth that's what they are and when I read lay bare I was like oh my god that's exactly what my emotions are doing like my biofeedback is recognizing whatever is pulling wanting that emotional attachment wanting to go this way or that way and I kind of pull it back into my loop and I go welcome <laughs> welcome to the starship looper <laughs> there's a couple of guidelines here guys guideline one always be honest and the feeling usually is like fuck Ah, I have to be honest. <laughs> you can take, um, uh, let's say, thought forms. I'm not sure what the word is, but thought forms that can come into your, or energetic forms that can come into your sphere because you've created such a strong foundation and network. When it comes in, you can almost encourage it to be like real and maybe even process, process it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because it. sometimes, like, I feel like emotions or whatever we all get so attached and i'm like think of them like total bodiless humans just think they have the uh, they have memory they have like blah 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 they need structure they fucking crave structure so if it comes in and you tell them the one boundary that you have is truth they're gonna crumble because probably they've had to put on masks like you have man like i just treat people like, like they're me in terms of emotional stuff and i usually get a really good perspective on that you know i usually get a really good like su success rate is like over 80 percent. i love that seriously yeah. that's so yeah. fucking cool yeah, yeah. I, I, I love the idea of almost like cleaning 
cleaning up invasive thought forms as well, just by having such a strong field that it's forced to be an integrity. Like, yeah, it's like I'm a car wash, but sometimes it does end up doing that because everything is habit. So if you do end up being in this biofeedback loop, you do get end up being frustrated at the fact that you may become this washing machine for <laughs> shitty things. And so you end up having to re- Always like martyring, martyring oneself, um, just cleaning up uh, collective thought forms. Yeah, uh, you know, like you can't, you have to just stop and then be like, oh, okay, and then that thought form will come in, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna pick you up by not being a biofeedback loop for a little bit, and you just stop that, and you just you inter- integrate. Other- that, that level of control when it comes to um, extrasensory phenomenon, I think, is very, very important. Eh? Like, because I, I experience psychic stuff regularly. Um, and there's sometimes where it's like, actually, I'm turning all that off. And if a person can't do that, the chances of something internally or externally uh, beginning to use and abuse that person is pretty fucking high, actually. Yeah. Um, gotta yeah. have that that control to be able to turn on and off the perceptual um, filters. Um, and my favorite is like when things are too overwhelming and it's just like, there's nothing other than, I don't know, just sitting here looking at this wall. Yes, oh my God. <laughs> Mindless, you know what I, I miss? Ads. I bloody miss ads. I don't watch TV anymore, it's on Netflix. Where are the ads? You know? <laughs> that was your coming out, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Um, and one more, one more aspect before we kind of tie this up. Um, you mentioned about like, you know, coming back, and and it just reminded me of that unreveal, un you know, revelations type of thing where it's like truth is kind of always there. You well, how do I explain this? There was something a word that you used, and now I've forgotten it, but. It just mm-hmm. reminded me of like where we started in our conversation, where we kind of spoke about revelation and the fact that maybe like why is it is it unveil instead of reveal, you know, going into that. And interesting how we just thought and spoke about emotions coming in and having that psychic ability and ability to kind of switch it on and switch it off. So we have this uncovering of our consciousness and recovering of our consciousness that can occur in our own light, in our own soul. Um, and so it's not so much, you know, I got so revelations reveal, you know, until lay bare. Lay bare is a really beautiful, beautiful, like revelation is a, just a great word to use now, you know, because it's not wrapped up in religion for me anymore. It's now wrapped up in the fact that I get to reveal again and again parts of me because every time something comes in, like you were saying, the this like car wash. <laughs> well, unveil and reveal the the situation. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, because I'm not doing anything, or like you know, not me personally, but the truth always stays there. So it's like the truth is the car wash itself, and then like the thoughts kind of come in and, and get washed. <laughs> And I also and I also just absolutely love that you said that you didn't want don't want to don't want that to be your only job in the world too. I just think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah man. Sometimes we gotta switch it up. Reveal the tendency towards martyrdom. So actually, there would be a self-correcting system because as things came into it, even if it was, it would be like, oh, the same thing, the same function would stop it from becoming too much. <laughs> literally, it's literally a what's it called? Um, like a break switch. Those safety switches. Um, where it's like if it it itself becomes aware or whatever it's like a self-destruct thing but it doesn't self-destruct it's always 
generation. Yeah, it's self-regulating, which is how also, as a side note before we finish, is how you know you've really got proper biofeedback. Like if do you get what I mean? Because if you're in that proper biofeedback loop, you can't there is there's only that, you know. So if you get into this martyrdom, you have you're not there. Like, and that's also really great to remember. <laughs> yeah. Thank so you. If, so much. if it's pure form, it'll continually do its work and not let us get too far, yeah. too far away from ourselves or the yeah. truth. Or yeah, yeah, we're our own greatest like asset, really, and destroyer. So it works, and that's just a bigger version of the biofeedback loop, really. <laughs> feels like it ties it together then towards the end, doesn't it? It does. Oh, thank you so much for this wordy Wednesday. I hope you go and enjoy a really delicious dinner. Thank you. Uh, the last, like, what, like, week being sick, I had so many revelations, revelations. There were so many where things were being revealed inside myself and actually what I actually need versus what I'm actually doing. And Oh, those revelations, man, they'll get you. <laughs> they'll get you wet. Flashing <laughs> <laughs> around. Have a really beautiful evening. I hope you feel better okay. soon. Thank you. Thank you, Frankie. I'll talk to you soon.